caution. You are entering the counterfeit nation. Unlike other talk shows that try to mimic the taste of a refined, complex, opulent wine, you're about to experience a show that will remind you of one of those cocktails that tastes like orange juice but knocks you out after two sips. Like a prize fighter. Be prepared for your thoughts to be turned upside down and a new perspective to impregnate your mind. And now, welcome your most reverent host, Dimitri. Good afternoon and welcome to the Counterfeit Nation. It is August 22nd, 2016. And yes, indeed, it's one of those depressing Mondays here in Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, we got... A considerable amount of rain this afternoon, uh, with uh, mixed in with some hail. So, uh, pretty outstanding considering it uh, dropped the temperature about to 25 degrees from eh, around 100, 101 degrees, which you know is is pr- quite mild for this time of the year. And we're expecting uh, for that uh, mild weather to continue throughout the week. So that's a that's a that's a blessing for all of us in in Phoenix. But um, today, yep, we got considerable amount of rain. Uh, as many of you are very well familiar, it is monsoon season, so it's uh, very typical to uh, be getting this type of, of weather and, and these types of weather patterns uh, through the valley. So, uh, you know, hey, another Monday. It's in the books, and, uh, you know, you can be you should be home at this point. Uh, hopefully you've been able to crack a, a, a tall, cool one and uh, sit with your family or do whatever you uh, enjoy doing because Monday is in the books. I know it's been quite some time. Uh, since we uh, since we've uh, been brought together because I have just been completely swamped and uh, manic there's just a ton of stuff going on in in my life personally and, and work wise so you know all good stuff all positive um, you know hey there's always some challenges here and there but we get through them and as long as we have our health which is the uh, number one or should be your number one priority in your life is your health um, everything is good if you're waking up and you're feeling great. So uh, let's move into the uh, markets. Let's start off with oil. Oil today uh, was down um, a couple dollars uh, from, uh, or not really a couple dollars, about you know, a little over a dollar. It was a couple dollars during the session, but uh, ended up just a, a little bit, uh, a dollar, a little bit over a dollar, and sits currently at 47.05 a barrel, which is actually a lot higher since we last spoke, uh, where oil was sitting around that 42. Uh, $43 per barrel. So it's rebounded considerably over the past 10 business days. Uh, we've actually uh, seen a rebound of over 10% uh, in the last 10 business days. So oil is, uh, you know, once again, going to be testing that $50 mark. Uh, and, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise, you guys. I mean, oil cannot sit at $20, $30, $40 for too long. There's too many rich people that are invested heavily in oil and petroleum. And uh, it is just a matter of time. Um, as you know, the economies around the world potentially begin to improve, and uh, you know there's more disruption uh, in these oil-producing countries. So we're currently, like I said, sitting at 47.05 down on the session, but uh, coming off of uh, you know a, a, a several, almost I think two month or, or month plus a high um, for oil. So. 
Like I said, oil is going to be retesting uh, 50 soon. Big news on the market is this whole uh, Janet Yellen, who's the uh, head of the Federal Reserve, um, she's the Federal Reserve chair. And, you know, the unemployment numbers are looking better. The employment, I should say, numbers are looking better. And, you know, there are a few other uh, indicators, economic indicators that are uh, potentially pointing to a, a you know, a, a rate hike. And, uh, you know, it would be the stupidest thing that this woman ever does outside of what she did in Q4 of last year, which I believe was really stupid. And, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, the Fed is, is being very, very careful. They're being very methodical. And, you know, the, the rate hike from... Uh, Q4 of last year has really had absolutely no impact. And primary reason is, is the uh, speculators out there have actually driven down rates since that rate hike um, and pretty much made, uh, you know, Yellen's, uh, you know, quarter rate increase um, immaterial. So uh, mortgages, mortgage loans are way down. Uh, commercial uh, debt is way down. So, you know, prices are just sitting at, at pretty much all-time lows. Um, so when it comes to borrowing money, which is what the interest rate is, it's the cost of borrowing money. Um, we're sitting in a, a great environment right now. So, you know, hey, maybe the housing market isn't ripe. Maybe commercial real estate isn't ripe. But you know what? If you've got some extra money in your, in your pocket or you're looking to buy your first home, this is a great time to consider doing that. Um, you know, as long as your life and your career are stable, it's an excellent time because you're getting money for very, very cheap. You're, there's inexpensive money out there. It's just very, very cheap. This is the time to buy. So, uh, you know, hey, go out there and look. I was just driving around today. I noticed here in the Phoenix metro area that, you know, there's a ton of new houses going up, even though we are in a buyer's market. You know, there's a ton of activity out there, which, you know, kind of makes you think that, hey, maybe we're going to see a little bit of a rebound in the economy. And uh, this week, Janet Yellen is going to give us some direction on what the Fed's thinking and if they're starting to change their tune, in particular to 2016, because we might see one of these surprises again uh, here in the uh, you know third or fourth quarter of the year and see an additional rate hike. And that's going to really rattle the markets because you're going to be, you know, uh, increasing the, uh, the prime rate, which is a result of the, uh, you know, discount and fed funds rate, uh, increasing by 25 basis points up to 375. The prime rate right now is three and a half. So it's going to make my, you know, money a little bit more expensive. It's going to have the natural effect of, of uh, you know, uh, creating a little bit of a challenge for um, houses to increase in value, which at the end of the day, who really cares? Because unless you have, you know, investment properties that you're banking on, you know, the majority of Americans are living in their primary residence. And, uh, you know, if they sell that today, they're going to have to go find another one. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's not like people are pocketing this kind of money when they're selling their primary residence. They're spinning it and going into another house. So, you know, it's, it's really immaterial. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, if, if you've got a, an environment where you've, you, you see a couple rate increases, it's going to start creating some, some jitters and concerns on Wall Street that the Fed is, is really, really beginning to consider instituting a contractionary policy. And, and that's problematic for long-term rates as, you know, as speculators begin to increase and uh, those, uh, those long-term rates and the yield curve begins to, you know, uh, a point more north 
than it is today, which it's more of a, you know, northeast type trajectory um, or even more east type trajectory, horizontal trajectory where, you know, if we get another uh, rate hike, we may be thinking about where are interest rates headed? Are they heading straight through the roof? And uh, that's going to be a big concern. Outside of that, we'll talk about the Dow Jones. Dow Jones today was uh, down 2315 on the session. It is still up 1,104 points year to date, sitting at a little bit over 6% for the year. Um, And that's good for all of you out there that have been investing your money in the markets. Um, Even if you're in a 401k, you should be sitting around 5% uh, for the year with with all the fees and expenses on these, uh, you know, uh, on this managed money. Um, that that 401ks is, uh, are so uh, you know pretty good year for the market thus far let's hope we don't see a collapse in the third quarter like we typically do um, or you know in the f- early fourth quarter which oftentimes we do as well um, it'll be very interesting to see how the holidays end up panning out you know Amazon has just become such a beast um, that you know we're seeing a lot of retail challenges we're seeing some some shining stars you know the Nordstroms of the world are still doing well which makes complete sense Um, but you know you do see Macy's closing down a lot of stores Uh, you see Walmart kind of in a you know in a ditch buying a jet.com for three billion dollars is as their concern because amazon's just taken a ton of market share away from them and their online presence is 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 just weak uh is inexistent pretty much i bought something from walmart.com a couple months ago and honestly i don't even know why i did um, I ended up having to go to the store and picking it up and, you know, it wasn't a bad experience, but it was just, it was, it was just, I should have just ordered from Amazon so much more convenient. So that's, what's going on in the markets. Um, you know, and, and, and moving forward, you know, I'd continue to, to look at the markets cautiously, continue investing your 401k, your IRAs, all your retirements. Those are important. doesn't matter what's going on because long-term the markets have proven over the last hundred and you know plus years to uh, do well. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit, a little story that just happened to me recently. The, uh, the lady um, decided to purchase some groceries from uh, you know a, a national chain called Kroger, you guys might be familiar with Kroger, and and um, you know their brands include uh, you know Vons and and fries, food, and you know many others. But uh, regardless, uh, you know she ordered online. We have a new new location here by the house, and uh, asked me to go pick it up, and it was just you know it's kind of bizarre going to a grocery store and you know, pulling into a parking space and, and reading a phone number that's, uh, you know, that's, that's on a sign above you and calling that number. And then someone coming out and essentially not moving, you're not even getting out of your car. You know, they give you a bottle of water. They, they, uh, open up the, uh, the rear of, you know, the, the, either the trunk or, or the hatch of the vehicle that you're in. In my case, it was a hatch and they just pile the groceries in there and you, you know, you pay, they ask you if you have any coup- additional coupons, you know, you pay and you're on your merry way. So, you know, very interesting experience. Not sure 
how much, if any, time is actually saved. Um, you could potentially be saving a little bit of money because you're, you know, you're not being drawn into those impulse type buys, or you know, you're not necessarily drawn into the entire store's inventory and every single item that your eyes scan. Um, you know, as you're going up and down the aisle. So, you know, on the time side, like I said, not sure you save time as you still have to go on the internet and you got to pick all the products you want. And, you know, that's obviously time consuming, uh, maybe a little bit less frustrating, maybe a little bit more convenient because you're doing it from the, you know, the, the confines of your home. Um, but ultimately, you know, this is the kind of stuff we're seeing out there as these businesses attempt to compete with these Amazons. Cause you know, Amazon's got Amazon pantry and you can do the same thing. You fill up a box full of stuff, fresh fruit, vegetables, all kinds of things, and uh, have that stuff delivered to your house. So, you know, this is kind of a, uh, an alternative to that an alternative to going to the grocery store, traditional grocery shopping, you know, you just drive to the grocery store and pick them up. I mean, can we get any lazier in this country? I mean, <laughs> imagine there are people that are eating rodents and cockroaches and beetles and caterpillars for dinner in the world. And there are millions of people doing that this evening. And we can't even go to the store and pick out our groceries with our $1,000 checkbooks. Now we have a method where we can just go online and go pick the stuff up because we're so damn lazy. It's unbelievable to me. Speaking of lazy, uh, let's move into the Olympics. The Olympics are done, complete. Uh, Rio 2016 is over and in the books. Um, and, you know, was one of the observations I made recently was, it's just unbelievable as I'm watching. I was watching beach volleyball, or maybe it wasn't. I think it was indoor volleyball. And I was looking at these these women, and, you know, they just have amazing bodies. They're very much in shape. You know, they're young, um, you know, very athletic, and, and just, you know, very muscular athletic bodies. I mean, I'm not going to say they're beautiful or they're ugly. I mean, they're just in shape. I mean, these these people are in shape. They're, you know, they're machines. And, uh, you know, then I'm sitting there looking at the stands and watching as they pan, you know, to the stands and, and show some of these spectators and, and, you know, most of them are fat, obese, out of shape, you know, pounding down a hot dog or, you know, whatever kind of crap food that they're selling, you know, at at the snack bar. And, And I'm sitting here and my observation was, it's incredible. This is, look at this, we are looking at basically you know two different forms of 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 humankind we've got the most athletic people probably ever you know and maybe you can argue that but i would say you know at least the 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 athletes that are at the top of their game in the world these are the best of the best and you have spectators that are probably the laziest, most unhealthy, fattest, overweight, obese generation that has ever walked this planet that's actually watching them. The biggest divide that has ever existed, and guess what? That divide, that division, that space between these athletes at the top of their game and the spectators is only increasing Yes, it is increasing. We're not even near that point where that gap is decreasing. It is increasing by leaps and bounds year after year after year. 
I mean, we're, we're, we're birthing obese babies, folks. We're birthing obese babies. So that was just a, a crazy observation of mine is that it's just unbelievable to see, you know, the leanest, meanest machines being viewed by the laziest generation that's ever, ever walked on this planet. That was the Olympics. So, you know, Olympics were great. Um, hope you were able to catch some of it. Um, and it's one thing that happens every four years. So it's a very, I would say, rare type uh, event that's you know, televised all over the world. So, you know, brings families together watching it in, in the evenings. And that's why they've got such great uh, folks like Bob Costas and this new young uh, blonde guy uh, who's really well put together. It was very, very good. Uh, basically, you know, doing their journalistic jobs and, and uh, you know, making everyone cozy and feel good. And just just a good, a feel-good experience the Olympics are. Um, as, as with everything, I've got major problems with some things in it. But overall, it was good. I enjoyed, uh, you know, watching everything from the women's triple jump to uh, the men's uh, high jump, which I really, really enjoyed. Watched a lot of that. Uh, men's shot put and uh, hand, women's hammer throw. Uh, some of these events, you know, you just don't get to see, just don't get to ever see on television because they're not football, NFL, they're not NBA. So, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's volleyball. I mean, how often do you get to see volleyball on TV? And certainly it is played. There is no doubt about it. There is volleyball on, on television here in the U.S., but not the level that you see at the Olympics. And, and I don't seek it out. And if you don't seek it out on television, it's very, very rare to stumble upon a volleyball tournament. Uh, you know, caught some boxing and judo and wrestling and, uh, didn't see, you know, a little bit of gymnastics, which is interesting because usually I end up uh, watching a lot more than I had planned. Uh, it just didn't seem like it was televised a lot and it was pretty much done over the first three or four days of the Olympics. So I missed that. I didn't see much of the water activities, canoeing, those rowing. I didn't see much of that, uh, sailing, uh, but I'm sure you guys all caught up on, on your events uh, yesterday when the uh, Olympic Games closed. They had mountain biking, which, as you guys know, is my passion. So I was able to catch the women's and men's uh, cross-country mountain biking uh, uh, um, activity event. And that was fun. Uh, the men and the women, uh, the winners were not a surprise. They were as expected. Jenny on the women's side. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and on the men's side, Nino, I mean, not a surprise. I think the biggest surprise on the men's side was Julian Absalom getting eighth place, which, uh, you know, most people expected him to be first or second as he won the gold in, in the prior two Olympics. So, uh, great, great time. Good stuff there on the mountain biking. Enjoyed watching that back to the uh, UCI regular season as we're closing up mountain biking here. We've got one, uh, worldwide event left to uh, crown the world champion and, and crown the uh, series champion. So good stuff. Uh, up in Whistler, wrapping up Crankworks. If you're not familiar with it, look up Crankworks and mountain biking. You'll see some of the most amazing video out there. Uh, as we continue with the Olympics, you know, one of the things I wanted to say really irritated the hell out of me with the Olympics was, you know, this whole medal count thing, this whole medal count thing, like India won medal, the U.S., you know, 70. 
or China 58, the U.S. 70, or Greece 6, you know, and, and Thailand or, you know, Kazakhstan 4. I mean, it's just, it's just interesting to me that we sit here and keep count. And I was reading an article on CNN the other day that said, you know, that said U.S. wins, you know, with most medals. I don't even understand the significance of that. I, I mean, who cares? Who cares? Is there any time that we can just put our pride aside as a country and say that we're human beings on this planet and the best people have just competed against each other? I mean, what, Americans sit there, the fat, you know, lazy uh, irresponsible American sits there and is proud and, and, and pumps their fist in the air because we won more medals than China did. <sighs> what an oxymoron, ironic garbage this is. I mean, who cares who has the most medals? And how does that make us look when that's what we're, you know, are the accomplishment that we're rubbing in the face of everyone else around the world? That's not what the Olympics are about. Who wins the most medals? The Olympics are about sport. They're about athleticism. They're about enjoying, you know, these, these athletes that are unbelievable at what they do. It's not about medals and the color of medal. Yeah, that's what you win. The top winners, you know, receive medals or the, the, you know, first through third, first, second and third place win medals. But since when, and I know they've been doing this for years, do we sit there and, and compare that, you know, we've got more medals than everyone else and we're better than everyone else? Because I can tell you this, we're not better than everyone else. We're equal to everybody else. Okay, and the American constituency to the Olympics is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of athletes every year. Okay, and 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 you look at these countries that have won six medals, and they've sent you know ninety-two people, and yet America has sent you know twelve hundred. I don't know how many we've sent to the Olympics, but I can guarantee you this: if Los Angeles wins the Olympics. For 2024, we will probably have 2,000 athletes there while, you know, Canada has 320. So, I mean, how can you even compare this? There are events out there where we have three or four or five or six. I mean, I don't know if you watched the uh, the track and field, but, you know, you've got like a 200-meter dash men's and you have 20 heats, you know, to to. To, to, to get these people to, it's not, I mean, these are heats to seed. They're not even preliminaries. I mean, you've got that many people, and within those 20 heats, you may have two Americans, you know, in, in every heat. I mean, you may have, at, at the end of the day, you might have 20 Americans competing. So, you know, this whole idea of, you know, we're better and we've got more medals, what nonsense. I mean, I remember I was in a foreign country at an Olympics. This was a while ago, and I don't remember them touting how many Olympics they won. I mean, maybe they would highlight the individual on the television that's part of their country that won, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think we should highlight all of the accomplishments or, you know, every event equally, maybe not trampoline. I think that's ridiculous, but outside of that, we should highlight every single you know, accomplishment at the Olympics. And it doesn't matter if you, you know, I'm from the U.S. I mean, we saw what happened to, to the, our great, one of our great swimmers in the U.S. And now we wonder why people around the world think we're jackasses. 
I mean, this is the kind of representation that we send to the Olympic Games. We send to the Olympic Games. Do you think that an athlete from Greece, an athlete from the Ivory Coast, an athlete from Taipei, an athlete from Tokyo, an athlete from Cambodia, an athlete from Israel, you think that they'll behave that way? How do you think they feel about being able to attend and represent their country in the Olympic Games? These Americans we send, these poor representations of human beings, I should say representatives of human beings, go to the Olympics and they think it's fun and games. And they go over there and they get in trouble. And it's unbelievable. And then we wonder why people around the world think we're a bunch of dipshits in this country. That's the representation that we have. And we wonder. The guy from Kenya, he's so thankful or she's so thankful and so fortunate. They know how fortunate they are to be a part of the Olympics, that they're on their best behavior. Our folks, because they come from the land of, of, you know, every, I, I mean, the land of everything, the land of plenty, that they're in Rio, and this is not a big deal. I can disrespect people. I can destroy property. I can lie. I can cheat. The American way, perfect example of the American way, you know, and the way we, we are great, great, really awful examples to the rest of the world be back with you guys in a moment welcome back www.thecounterfeitnation.com don't forget that the counterfeitnation.com uh, you can listen to this podcast as well as any prior podcasts and future podcasts at either SoundCloud or iTunes soundcloud.com itunes.com both have apps you can go out there and do a quick search for the counterfeit nation or even counterfeit nation and uh, you can follow us there which is cool because then you'll just be proactively notified by your phone <laughs> when a new show is available for your listening pleasure so thanks so much for everybody's continued support and for uh, listening to the show um, we we are going to move on and, and I'm still going to talk about the Olympics because I was reading something. It was a, a banner ad that I caught on a, uh, on a website I was looking at this afternoon and it was a company called Liberty Mutual. You may be familiar with them. They're a, a large insurance conglomerate or, or a large insurance company. I don't know what conglomerate or what big company they're a part of, if they're part of anything or they're just Liberty Mutual. But regardless of that, you know, the, the banner ad said, we insure the medals, the Olympic medals of Team USA. First of all, you know, a copper medal, or sorry, copper, bronze medal, doesn't need to be insured. It's worth nothing. Even if it's from the Olympics, maybe it's worth a couple hundred bucks, okay? I mean, just go on eBay and you'll find plenty. A silver medal, eh, there's a good amount of silver there and content. Really ain't worth much, though, ultimately. Maybe, you know, a thousand bucks. So, eh, maybe some people think that's worth a lot, but it really isn't. And who's going to pay insurance on that? I mean, what's your insurance going to be like? 10 cents a month, 20 cents. I mean, if you're paying any more than that, it's it's kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, how much are you going to pay five bucks a month to insure a $1,000 item? No one does that. No one insures anything that's $1,000. Gold, a little bit different. You know, these metals may go for 10, 15, $20,000, not only because the content of the metal, you know, is gold, 
but also because it's first place, you know, and, and, and especially if it's a, uh, you know, medal of a, you know, of, of a, a well-known athlete, right? I mean, we had a couple of, couple of folks on uh, Team USA that uh, have won quite a few medals, including uh, one great swimmer that we're all very well, you know, familiar with that has many of these gold medals. So, uh, you know, that individual's medals are probably worth a lot of money. You know, his last one might be worth 50000 I don't know. But uh, obviously, there are all kinds of little pieces and parts that make these gold medals, you know, potentially very valuable. You know, you come from somebody who's a nothing, maybe it's a $15,000 judo medal, all the way to, you know, somebody who's won four, five, 10, 20 of these gold medals, and uh, theirs are worth, you know, 50000 maybe even more. So I can understand that. I can appreciate that. Maybe you would insure those because that's uh, quite a chunk of money. I mean, you insure a car that's $15,000, especially if it's brand new, you're going to have collision on it because you don't want to be, or comprehensive, you don't want to be without a car. It makes complete sense. You don't want to be without your Olympic medal either, especially if it's gold. So, you know, I can appreciate that and I think it's great, but this kind of marketing tactic... This kind of, of marketing prowess and strategy just disgusts me in this country because we ensure the Olympic medals, which I don't even know what medals they're talking about. Okay, I have no idea. If you ask me, what they did is they paid the Olympics or they sponsored the Olympics with you know $5 million and they are the official insurance company of the Olympics. And because of that, you know, they have signed a contract with the Olympics, the International Olympic Committee, that they can use that language in their marketing. You know, it's obviously the U.S. Olympic team, not the International Olympic team. I apologize that they can use that exact language in their marketing, even if it's not valid. And, you know, it's just another representation of these corporate greedy motherfuckers that op run this country and their way of persuading the sheep that is 99% of this country's citizens to do something based on someone else's choice. I don't care if you insure the Pope. I don't care if you insure the president. I don't care who the hell you insure. I'm going to do my homework, as every American should do, and I'm going to make a determination of what insurer I want to use and what insurer is best for me because you know what? I don't have any Olympic gold medals hanging around my neck or hanging around my house. I might have a mountain bike. I might have a nice car. But I certainly can make my own decision based on my own homework, not because somebody's gold medal is insured with your stupid company. I don't care. But you know what? That's how stupid Americans are and people are in general. And we need to wake the hell up to stop this. The more, the long, as long as we see these types of marketing strategies, it continues to prove my point that most people are stupid and cannot use their own brains to make their own darn decisions and they want some we've just so lazy and we're so complacent we want someone else to make the choice for us and you know what if 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 you know if a swimmer's uh, uh medal is being insured by this company man it must be good enough for me 
That's how we are in this country. Follow whoever, follow somebody else's lead. I can't make a decision myself. I'm stupid. I had a lobotomy when I was, you know, 14 years old. I can't think. What's going on in this country? These stupid, idiotic, you know, companies, especially insurance, which is just, you know, it thrives. Uh, it's just a leech to our society. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I have three cars. I don't have collision on any or comprehensive on any of them. You know why? They're not worth much. But you know what? I still am paying, I don't know how much it is, 70 bucks a month to insure three cars. For what? For what? Why am I insuring them? If, if, if I get in a car accident and the thing explodes, I'm not getting a new car, nor am I getting a, a replacement used car. I already have health insurance. I don't really care about anything else. But I got to cover the other driver. I got to cover this and that and the uninsured. I got to cover the guy who doesn't have homeowner's insurance when I run into his house. I mean, this is the absurdity in this country. I'm literally paying for nothing. So, you know, these insurance companies, yeah, I kind of went off topic, are already just the the devil of of this, you know, of, of our capitalistic, uh, uh, you know, engine in this in this country. I mean, look at people like Warren Buffett. How do you think he's made all his money? Insurance, insurance. Geico, you ever hear of that? Ever hear of White Mountain Insurance? These are huge insurance companies, which he invests in, and he's leached the money from all of us Americans. You know, now he got this liberty insurance that because they insure the metals, they, they should have my business too. Bullshit. I'll make my own decision. You don't need to tell me, you know, I actually, now that you insure those metals, that means you've got enough business. You don't need mine. I'll go and take my business somewhere else, someone who needs it because you obviously have insured them and you have enough money to go and publicize it now to the whole world that you're better than everyone else because you insure a bunch of metals that are practically worthless to anybody except the recipient. What a bunch of garbage in this country. Be back with you guys in a moment. Okay, last segment here. Um, that first segment was long, so I thought we'd take a quick break, and I needed a little bit of water. So moving on from there, um, talk a little bit about the election. The election's kind of like deteriorated into nothing. There hasn't been a lot going on. Donald Trump's kind of just wavering there. He's come, He's kind of you know changed up his whole team now. He's hired some new people. You know, This woman seems kind of interesting. I'll be honest with you. I'm not familiar with her. She seems very interesting. Um, you know, this is where I see that, you know, maybe it's, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people sit there and they say, well, maybe this was the strategy. I don't think any of this stuff is the strategy. It just happens to play out at times. And, you know, Trump is pretty much at a bottom. I mean, he's at a trough. So, you know, if he can pick it up, you know, he can end up skyrocketing. And, you know, you, you get in a situation where, Maybe you didn't fall as much as you would have thought with all the nonsense, but you can turn it around and pick up a few additional votes on the way up. And, and I believe that's what the Trump campaign is thinking right now. You've got a whole bunch of new blood, which is, is, is a good thing. Um, you've got a lot of quietness, which is good. Um, it appears that Donald Trump now is focusing more on policy, which is good. Uh, there's a lot of less controversy happening because... There's really not many events going on. I mean, we haven't had a debate yet. 
the uh, DNC and 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 GOP uh, RNC are are over. They're in the books now. It's been a couple months, and uh, Hillary Clinton's still hiding behind her emails. It looks like there's some you know news about that that the you know recently a judge ordered that fifteen thousand or I think it's like fourteen thousand nine hundred emails that were previously undisclosed uh, were you know that the FBI was able to collect are now going to be revealed uh, to the public. Um, thank you, you know, for thanks for doing that. Some, you know, citizen group to uh, allow, you know, those documents to be viewed. And, and I'm not saying that because I'm against Hillary or I'm for Hillary. But you know what? Hey, if you're hiding something, we want to see it. We want to see what's going on out there. And there's obvious. I, I mean, you've got to be an idiot even if you're a Clinton supporter, to think that there's nothing there. We know there's something there. We know this, you know, the, the foundation. I mean, there's just so much nonsense with, with these politicians in this country, and we're okay with it. We've already talked about it because we're stupid. We're stupid. We're okay with these politicians that are criminals. We're okay with it. It's awful. It's awful. They sit here and bash each other about this, that, and the other, and all it is doing to the American is saying, good, I love criminals. Do more. What else can you uncover on my criminal candidate? And you know what? On top of it, I'm partisan, so I don't really care. I'm going to vote Democrat even if, you, you know, even if you put an alligator up there or a monkey, Sasquatch. I'm going to vote for them. It doesn't matter who they are. You know why? Because I don't have a brain. I don't have a mind. I'm just going to do what I believe. And that's because I'm a Democrat and I believe in, the, in their platform even if 40% of it is wrong. And even if the person behind that D or that R is a complete moron and an idiot, I'm still going to vote for them. You know, and a lot of Democrats feel that way about Republicans. A lot of Republicans feel that way about Democrats with the two nominees that we have. But those are all the partisan people. Those are all the partisans because they can't think of voting for anybody else except the D that's in front of them or the R that's in front of them. And that's the pathetic nature of this you know, country that we have created. That's what's going on in this country. So the election is pretty much at a standstill, not much going on. I don't expect much to happen until we get to the first debate or if anything comes out of, you know, these emails or any type of controversy like that. You know, Hillary Clinton obviously has some, you know, there's some concerns there about her, her physical well-being, her health. And the interesting thing is, is if you see some photos of her occasionally, like the one on CNN.com today, she looks awful, weathered, old, doesn't mean inside it's not working. But she looks terrible. I mean, ugh, I don't know. She does not look good. Not like she looks sick. She's just nasty. She's just a nasty-looking person, and I can't even imagine her without the forty pounds of makeup that she puts on that face of hers. You know, when in the morning, imagine rolling over in bed and waking up to that face. I mean, that may be just instant death for you, right? You see her and you just die. She's just so just weathered and, and old. So anyway, let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about something that was interesting today, kind of the end of the show, but should have talked about it earlier. But we did a little uh, furniture shopping the other day. Um, and, you know, we're going around. And we just bought a couch for the house not that long ago. And it's a nice big sectional, you know, round, like a big moon shape. And uh, like an L, you know, but curved in the back. And it has recliners. You know, the first two are a recliner with a little divider in between. It opens up. I'm sure many of you are well, very well familiar with these types of couches with a couple cup holders. You know, you pull the little thing and the it opens up and it's nice. and reclines almost flat. You can pretty much, I have fallen asleep in, in it a couple times. 
And, uh, you know, I think there's a recliner on the other side as well. But regardless of that, we go shopping today and we're looking around for furniture and we get into this place and, you know, I tell the guy straight up because, you know, I, I don't want to waste time and, and I, there's no reason for me to be fake. I tell the guy, I said, hey, you know what? We're not looking for anything expensive. We just need something practical. We need a couple items. And, uh, you know, I'm not interested in spending a ton of money. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking for something more low end. He said, well, we're more medium high end. That's fine. So we start poking around and, you know, I sit in one of these recliners and quickly realize as this, this, you know, this store salesperson's following us around that these recliners, you know, down, you, you know, if you're sitting on the end and you, you know, dangle your left arm out and you pull on the lever or you, you know, or you pull on the little tab and, you know, the seat reclines. Now there are two buttons there. One button is to open it and close it, and it's all electric. There's actually a motor in this damn couch now. My couch has a motor. So I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And now I'm thinking, God, and one more thing to break, and can you imagine, and the repairs, and how much it costs. Anyway, he kind of quelled that for me, but, you know, these guys are salespeople. What else are they going to do? They're going to make you think it's the best thing since sliced bread. So, you know, I'm sitting here and, you know, it's cool. I sat in another one and right by the cup holder, there was actually a button there. Kind of like a, you know, up and down window switch in your car, it almost felt like. And so it reclines and, you know, great, all this stuff. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, holy shit, this couch has got a plug. I mean, can you imagine? My couch has a plug. Hey, do we have a, you know, or, or whatever you call it, an electrical cord? Can you imagine being at home after you get this? Honey, do we have a do we have anywhere to plug in the couch? I mean, it just sounds absurd. Plugging in your couch. I mean, we plug everything in, now even our couch. I mean, you think, hey, does it have a cooler in that center console? No. It's got an electric motor to recline the thing because, you know, the conventional uh, mechanical mechanism that we've been used to for years and, and you know the the force of our weight as we move it to recline the thing is no longer acceptable we need to have a we need to have a a, a plug to plug into the wall i mean can you imagine you you're like honey well we got to figure out where to put this couch and uh remember we need to plug it into the wall so make sure that there's an outlet there you know, I, I got to plug it into the wall. So we can't put it there because it's not long enough or we're going to have to get an extension. Hey, and you know what? Based on our configuration here and because we're in a house in 19, for, that was built in 1968, you know, the, the closest plug is across the room. So we're going to have to get an extension cord and then cover it up with a rug so nobody can see it. I mean, are you kidding me? And what happens if you spill a little water in this cup holder and it gets down inside the mechanism there in short circuits? Now are you living, are you sitting in an electric chair, like an actual electric chair where you can die? It's unbelievable to me. I had to finish up the show with this because I have never seen something so stupid and impractical. The current mechanisms were great. There are no problems. And now we have to plug in our freaking couches here in America. You guys all have a beautiful rest of your evenings with your friends and your family. Enjoy your dinner. Cause that's about what that's that's about what I'm gonna do here in a few minutes. You all have a beautiful day tomorrow and a great week. Stay healthy. Uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Signing out, Counterfeit Nation.